basketball is back in action. So wide open, Barcelo again! Oh! AB for three! Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Also brought to you by Quick Quack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. And now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are in Spokane, Washington. That's right, it's a battle with the second-ranked Gonzaga Bulldogs. The Cougars enter tonight with a record of 14-3, as well as 2-0 in the WCC. BYU took care of business last Saturday at home over St. Mary's, 52-43. It was obviously a low-scoring affair, as is usually the case against the Gales, but it also featured both teams going long stretches without scoring. The Cougars' 2-0 conference start is the first since the 2016-2017 season. Certainly a very good start for the BYU Cougars, but a very big week on the horizon, and it begins tonight. Now, BYU scoring in that victory over St. Mary's was much more balanced with Tijon Lucas leading the way with 10. You also had Nell and Traore scoring 9, and then Barcelo and Knight finishing with 8. Foos not only scored 9 points, but he also grabbed 11 rebounds. He was awarded for his performance by earning the WCC Freshman of the Week honors on Tuesday. Last week, in the two victories, Foos averaged 10.5 points, 11 rebounds, and 2 blocks. Well deserved for the freshman. I am feeling very, very confident about my uh, prediction that Foos in conference play can average a double-double. This guy is amazing, and he is only a freshman. That should get every BYU fan excited thinking about the prospect of him being on this team and in this program for years to come. That obviously brings us to tonight and the always difficult matchup with Gonzaga. The Zags are 12-2 and on the season and 1-0 and in the WCC. We all know how dominant Gonzaga is in conference, but to illustrate it further, the last conference opponent to beat the Zags was actually BYU, and that was back in February of 2020. Since then, Gonzaga has won 22 in a row against teams from the West Coast Conference. This Gonzaga team is led by its bigs in Drew Timmy and freshman phenom Chet Holmgren. We're talking about two guys in Timmy at 6'10 and Holmgren at 7 feet. Timmy, he's averaging 17 points per game while Holmgren scores 13 a game and grabs eight rebounds. And with BYU's lack of size, that means that the Cougars are going to have to get very creative on how to defend these two players specifically because they are Fantastic. And speaking of how the Cougars are planning to defend the Bulldogs, that's just one of the things that I touched on when I talked with Spencer Johnson this week. Here's our conversation. Holidays are done. We're into the new year. You guys are off to a good start in the WCC. How are things going right now for you and the team, do you feel? Really well. I mean, we're 2-0. and We're coming off of a win against St. Mary's, which always huge. They're a great team. Um... And we're 14 and three so far. So you know, we uh, we've been playing really well. We're really excited um, the way this, things are moving for the team, and just ready for the next one. I know I've asked the coaches this in terms of the overall record and and how they feel. You know how they look at it. 
as the players, you mentioned 14 and three or two and oh, I mean, how do you guys view that knowing all of the ups and downs you guys had to deal with in terms of personnel and whatnot? That's super promising, super. It just gets us all hyped because like we have gone through some adversity. We've lost some some of our main guys and um, we've had to move around our lineups. But it's just the, the fact of, you know, we know that whoever steps in there is going to you know toe the line and and do their part to, to get a win. Where does that come from? Because the confidence level has stayed up. And, and I, I can't remember who I was asking this question to, but I, I said, is it, is it leadership? Um, is it the coaches? Is it a combination? Where, where does that come from? Because the guys that have been asked to step in, whether they've had experience or not, the, the confidence level has seemed to stay really high. Yeah, I think it has to do a lot with uh, how much things we do together, you know, how our, our workout schedule in the summer, um, we're with each other a lot and we play together a lot and so we've seen, you know, what we can do, what each guy can do. And um, so the guy that comes in and fills in for whatever spot it is, we, we know he can do it. What about you personally? Where do you feel your game is right now? I feel like, you know, it's at a great uh, spot. I'm coming back off, off a, a sickness. I missed one game. Um, so it's nice to have my legs back and um, just get back into the swing of things. One of the things that I always love about you, especially when you check into a game, and your points always seem to come in bunches. Like when you get hot, you are hot. Where does that come from? You just get into a rhythm? What's, what do you attribute that to? Because you could score 10 points in a span of about two minutes like it's nothing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's how it comes a lot of the times in games. You, you know, for a, a score, you, um, you just kind of let the game come to you. And if, whether that's you score, you know, six points, eight points, or you score 15, it just uh, when the shot presents itself, I'm going to shoot it every time with confidence. And yeah, that's where it comes from. We talked about the different personnel and whatnot. It seems like things are settling down now in terms of the rotations and obviously things like that. But, but what, what is that like making those in-game adjustments with different guys on the floor? It's been really nice, actually. The, we got these two freshman big guys that come in. They haven't played college basketball before this, obviously, but they're doing a great job and they're doing a great job of listening to the you know, guys that have been there and are trying to help them be in the right spot. So I feel like it hasn't been as as rocky of a transition as it could have been, mm-hmm. you know. Right now you guys have Gonzaga, and any time you, you think of Gonzaga, you, you think of just how dominant they've been over the last couple of decades. But certainly recently they're always one of the top teams in the nation. So how do you guys view this game against the Zags? They're totally beatable. You know, they got some guys just like they do every year, but we got some guys too. I think they're totally beatable. We got a great game plan. We're going to come in and try to you know punch him in the mouth and see what we can do look you did not hesitate this team's beatable so you have to have that mindset i mean look every game you have to have that mindset but when you're going up against a team like this you've got to go in knowing that you can do something like that right totally you know it, it's one of those feelings you're like we got nothing to lose so might as well just come in there swinging and, and give it all you got for anybody that's been to the kennel you certainly know what type of atmosphere it is while it's certainly not in terms of size the marriott center uh, it is definitely one of the bigger WCC gyms, and when that place is rocking energy, it's fantastic. But correct me if I'm wrong, this is actually going to be your first time playing there with fans. Is that right? Last year, it was my first year here, so it was the COVID year. So this is going to be a first-time experience for me, but I've heard some stories. Their fans get pretty pretty wild, but you know, just the same as any road game, we like to go in there and see what we can do. You guys are competitors. You guys have a goal of winning the West Coast Conference. You guys have already played St. Mary's, as we talked about. You got the win. Like, this is a great opportunity this week. And I know you don't want to look ahead, but you've got Gonzaga and you got San Francisco. This is a big week. 
Totally. This is a huge road game. And we love that it's scheduled this way. You know, we we beat St. Mary's here at home. Now we're going on the road for two really tough road games. Just kind of get to find out what we're made of. What do you do on the road, by the way? You and Is it Trev? You and Trevin are roommates on the road, right? Okay, so what, what do you guys do? What do you guys do outside of the practices and the shoot-arounds? What are you guys doing in between before you uh, you take the floor? Uh, Trev loves to watch movies. He uh, He's a big movie guy. <laughs> So we watch some movies together. We kind of hang out. Guys are all pretty, the rooms are all pretty close, you know, so we go back and forth. We'll, um, we'll get with Coach Shork. He'll do a stretch for us, do some, you know, body weight workouts or whatever, but just kind of kicking it, doing the homework. Got to stay up on the. Look at that. You got to stay true to the schoolwork, right? The BYU academics. <laughs> but yeah, just, just a good time. So last thing, back to the matchup. Biggest thing you guys feel like you need to do against Gonzaga is what? Uh, we have to guard in transition and we have to rebound. They got some big guys, um, and they push it really hard. They'll they'll rebound on the defensive end, and they'll throw it, you know, 80 feet to some guy who's sprinting up the floor. So we got to be on our horses in transition, getting back, and that's probably the biggest challenge. It's going to be a fun one. I cannot wait for this. I know you guys are looking forward to it as well. Thanks for the time, and good luck against the Zags. Thank you. Special thanks to Spencer Johnson. Appreciate his time as always. Coming up next, we will head to the McCarthy Athletic Center, a.k.a. the Kennel. It's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Let's head up to Spokane, Washington. It's time for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Good evening, Mark. How are you tonight? Hello, my friend. Welcome to the kennel. Yes, thank you uh, very much. This is, uh, look... You always look forward to these matchups because, look, it's Gonzaga. They're the number two team in the country. It's, it's my understanding that the, uh, the crowd is already giving BYU a hard time. Is that accurate? <laughs> well, I mean, it's when you've seen the, what The Rock can do, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just kind of cute what Gonzaga fans, <laughs> student fans do. I mean, it's just a nice try. Just pat them on the head. All. It's nice. Yeah, good, it's good. good try. But, I mean, no, they're fun. And, and uh, Caleb and... Uh, and uh, Alex Barcelo came out, and for the first three or four minutes of them shooting, they would erupt in cheers whenever one of them would, would miss. And so, <laughs> I mean, they, they have a lot of fun. I love it. I, I mean, I, that, that's what college basketball is all about, getting fans there and, you know, teasing the other team, getting after the other team. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. So bring it on, and, and uh, those are good memories that you have, and, uh, and this is one of the great places in college basketball. It's got... Like you mentioned, number two team in the country and maybe the best best team over the last 10, 15, 20 years and certainly in the West. And kind of they're kind of looking for that elusive national championship. But, man, what they've been able to do here is really remarkable. And, uh, and so it's always fun to come here and play against the very best in a very tough environment. And, man, if you came come away with a win, which BYU's done more than most, not many have come That's away right. with the win here. Uh, then you can feel really, really good about it. And this would be another chance for BYU to show that they can win here. Well, the good news is BYU's coming in tonight with a record of 2-0 and in conference play. The win over St. Mary's, Mark's not going to win a beauty contest. But honestly, you don't care when you win. I thought the Cougars defensively, they were absolutely fantastic in that game. What were your takeaways from the win over the Gales? 
I actually thought it was really beautiful to see the way they played defense. I mean, St. Mary's is going to play slow, right? But they, they play good offensive, efficient basketball. They're good shooters. They they find weaknesses. Uh, yeah, they play slow, but they're but for what BYU to do what they did against them defensively was was really, really good. This, this team may be the best defensive team I've seen in I don't know how long for BYU, and that's keeping them in games. Now they're at times a little anemic offensively, and uh, they don't, I mean, obviously Alex Barcelo is a superstar, but they don't have a, you know, a big score that's going to get <clears throat> 25 a night or something like that. And so sometimes you, you're not going to run away from a team offensively. This BYU team is just not going to be that type of team to blow teams out. But with the defense they have, they're going to win most of the games they're in. They're going to be in the games, and then they're probably going to win most of them. Mark, every season has its own set of games where you say, you know, this week is a pivotal stretch or this four-game stretch, this is going to be key for us. It's hard not to think of this week at Gonzaga and then at San Francisco on Saturday as that really pivotal stretch for BYU. Yeah, it's 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 a tough stretch, certainly. I mean, that three-game stretch starting with St. Mary's, then Gonzaga, San Francisco, I mean, come on now. That's not, that's not right. Don't do that to us. But uh, Coach Pope, uh, I'm, I'm sure he's not happy about it. But uh, then again, I mean, he's uh, got to play everybody sometime. Let's play him. We're not scared to, to do it. Let's go do it. Let's go get some wins um, and, and see what happens. But this is a good chance. I mean, if you can somehow make it through the gauntlet, even get one of the one or two of these two, you're, you're in great shape. And you're in uh, kind of the, the, the lead position going into conference play. Uh, the danger is obviously you, you, you could drop a couple this week and then they're looking up again to start the conference play and you got to scramble and scratch to get back in it. That's never fun, but uh, uh, I, you know, I, I think BYU has a good chance to, to be at least in this game because of their defense and, and going to San Francisco. I mean, they're, they're well suited uh, to be really competitive in these games, but it's, it's a huge challenge. I mean, Gonzaga, we've talked at infinitum about how good they are, but San Francisco's really good. They got a really good guard line, very balanced, great young coach, and they're at home, and and uh, they've got their sights on an NCAA tournament, and, I mean, it's their best years in a long, long time, and so they feel confident, and that, that's going to be a really tough uh, uh, second game this week for the Cougars. You know, it was interesting. We were having this conversation on BYU Sports Nation this week. Which of the two games do you think is the bigger game for BYU? Well, obviously, if you can win this game, it's the biggest game. <laughs> but uh, realistically speaking, the, the bigger game is probably San Francisco. I mean, people are going to expect you to lose against Gonzaga. And we talk about NCAA tournament. I don't think a loss against Gonzaga is going to hurt your chances. But when you're competing against San Francisco and St. Mary's for whatever other spots might be available for the conference, you need to take care of business against those, those types of teams. So obviously, if you beat Gonzaga, that's, I mean, Accept your accept your invitation to the tournament at that point because you're going to get it. I mean yes. that, that that would that win would carry enough weight to just lock you in right now. So that would be big. But realistically speaking, you probably drop a game here, and then it's most important to get that San Francisco game to stay ahead of St. Mary's and San Francisco for the the second or third WCC bid if you get it. All right, let's focus in on this Zag team. I think every year we say, oh, well, this is maybe the best team they've ever had. And look, this, this team is number two in the country, and they're number two in the country for a reason. They're really, really good, and 
what's so interesting is, I mean, so many times, and, and I'm not discounting the guards, but you know, for years and years and years, there's always been that guard that always you would always talk about. But right now, we're talking about their two bigs. We're talking about Timmy, and we're talking about Chet Holmgren. Both of these guys are going to be high picks in the NBA draft. They are legit. What are your thoughts on this year's version of the Zags? Well, I mean, because of those two guys, I mean, that's the biggest. That's the best front court in college basketball. They got size. They got strength. Timmy is just magical around the hoop as a as a back to the basket guy and then Holmgren can do stuff you rarely see in a seven footer you know he's kind of got those Dirk Nowitzki type skills and so you combine those two together I mean wow I mean, it's 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 really remarkable to have that kind of talent first round uh, guys that you're going to watch play for many years in the NBA type talent that you're going against now I, I always hate to go back to what ifs and things like that I mean I certainly like BYU's chances a lot better with Gavin Baxter and and Richard Harward, not that they're necessarily comparable to Timmy uh, and Holmgren, but they, they're they long, they're big, they're strong, can put a body, they're experienced. They're, he's a rim protector, Baxter can run the floor. And that's not to say Atiki and, and, and Foose and Caleb can't do those things, but it's hard to expect two freshmen in Atiki and, and Foose, as well as they played, to come into the kennel, go against two of the best players in college basketball and, and have a I mean, you hope to have a great night. <laughs> if yeah. they do, that's awesome. But that's a lot to expect. And so that's a, that's probably your biggest challenge facing Zaga. And then, obviously, the fact that they've got three or four or five guards that are all amazing, super athletic, super quick. There's just no weaknesses on this team, right? And so you kind of have to pick your poison. This Zaga team's is a terrific field goal percentage team, number one in the country. They, they're most efficient in the, in the, with the two-point shots. I think the game plan for BYU will be to maybe give up the three a little bit. And that's not to say Gonzaga can't shoot it. I mean, you, you might lose doing that, but the alternative is is to get beat in the paint where that's Gonzaga's strength. So you got to try and take away their strength, make them beat you with something that they're not as good at. But not many. a lot of teams have tried that strategy, and I'm, <laughs> a lot of teams have yeah. failed. But that's kind of what you have to do, and we'll see how BYU's game plan matches up. But... I tell you this, Gonzaga hasn't played a lot of teams that play as good a defense as BYU. So I think if they can get Gonzaga in a half-court set, that they'll be very effective and play very well. But obviously the question in, in the interview with Spencer, I mean, it, it talk about transition points for Gonzaga. They, they want to get out quick, even on made baskets. They're fast-breaking off made baskets, and they're getting early offense. They shoot so quick, but they shoot good shots, and they just if – if they can get going downhill, they know they've got you, and they kind of like – try to do this shock and awe right at the beginning of the game where yeah. they just super aggressive and running and they feel like if we can get you in the open court one-on-one -on -one, everybody we have can beat everybody you have if, if BYU can get back be smart not turn the ball over get back on defense and get them in a half court game I think that's the key for BYU they're gonna have to take a little bit out of the St. Mary's playbook and just kind of slow it down a little bit make Gonzaga work on the offensive end if they can do that they'll be in the game so from a strategic standpoint then, just because I, I'm, I'm fascinated by this matchup with, with BYU's lack of size. So from a st strategic standpoint, you, you think the best way to handle this is, you know, look, they obviously have the size advantage, but if you double, you triple team them, you make things as difficult as possible, try and, and keep them from getting the ball in or make things uncomfortable enough that they want to kick it out. Is that what you're talking about from a strategic standpoint? Yeah, I think so. I mean, looking to shoot around today, I think they're going to do a lot of monster on Timmy and Holmgren if they get it in the paint and, and 
you know, collapse the defense down on them and take away those kind of looks, but that's going to leave the perimeter open. Yeah. I think you'll see a lot of switching from BYU. They don't don't like to switch a lot. Usually on screens, they'll they'll give some help and then switch back. But I think BYU is going to switch on most guys except for I think Foose's man. They'll stick with him. He's probably going to be out Timmy. He'll just stay on Timmy. But everyone else is going to switch everything and and just try to kind of put up a wall on the penetration inside the arc. But again. You're going to see some open looks from the three, and fans are going to go, how can you leave that guy so open? Well, that's just the, the approach you got to take. you got to hope that they don't shoot a high number from three, and you give those up a little bit because you're taking away the things that they're really good at. So maybe maybe they'll hit a few threes, and you know, that kind of game plan goes out the window, but I think that's how they're going to start. You know, this is something that I, I just realized while we were talking. Now, it's it's both good and bad. It's it's good because of what this means moving forward, but it's also bad because it's such a great place to play. This is BYU's second-to-last time playing in the kennel. They've got this game, they've got next year, and then they're out of the conference. Yeah, they got a whole new dog pound to go in uh, <laughs> in a couple of years. I mean, that's going to be frying pan into the fire a little bit uh, for BYU, but I'm going to miss it. I Listen, I, I, love, I love this area. I come up here every summer up to Coeur d'Alene to play golf. I mean, it's a beautiful spot, and and like I said, I respect the heck out of what Coach Few has done here to build this program. It is amazing. A small school like Gonzaga being the dominant force in college basketball for so long is remarkable. I wouldn't mind coming back here to play. There's a lot of other places, I think, in the West Coast Conference that some gyms that I won't miss uh, but this this will be a, a place that I have super fond memories of and hope to get back. Mark great stuff always appreciate the insight looking forward to the call uh, you and Greg will have that coming up in just a little bit thank you as always my friend. Thanks my brother We're, and isn't wasn't it you that's going to shave his head if BYU wins Jason? Uh, no I actually think that was Spencer. <laughs> I think that was Spencer. Greg and I are all in if you want to shave <laughs> you're, your head. You're all in. Good. You guys yep. you guys are already on top of it. Uh, <laughs> all thanks, right, man. man. Appreciate it. There we go. The great Mark Durant joining us from Spokane, Washington. Stop by your local Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day. Big O Tires, the team you trust. We'll take a quick timeout. Back to wrap up Cougar pregame live. Lots of scores to get to, including just an absolute beatdown happening next door at the Marriott Center. BYU women's basketball taking on St. Mary's. We'll give you that score. You will not believe what's happening over there right now. We'll, uh, we'll let you know that and well, as well as some other scores in the top 25. That's all next when we come back to Cougar pregame live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Getting you ready for BYU and Gonzaga, the second-ranked team in the country. Fans, remember, when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. With the BYU win tonight, pizza will be 50% off at PapaJohns.com tomorrow using the online promo code BYU50. This offer is good at any Utah location. Uh, how about this uh, update for you? Featuring a former BYU Cougar basketball player, Salt Lake City Stars 
The G League affiliate of the Utah Jazz announced today that they have acquired the returning player rights to former Cougar forward Yoli Childs in a trade with the capital city Gogo. Yoli uh, most recently played in Germany, and what this news means, it does not mean that Yoli is now under contract with the team. It just means that they hold his rights if he chooses to play. So who knows? Maybe we'll see him in the G League, and who knows? Maybe one day uh, getting a call up by the Utah Jazz. All right, I tease this going into the break. BYU women's basketball over at the Marriott Center right now. The game's on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. They are hosting St. Mary's, and this is a just a beatdown. The Cougars at the at halftime had a 41 to 10 lead over the Gales. They are nearing the end of the third quarter. It is 64 to 29 in favor of BYU. They are absolutely dominating right now. All right, let's update you on uh, some top 25 games. Uh, only one going on right now. Number three, UCLA and Oregon. The Bruins with a 30 to 26 lead. Also locally, Weber State hosting Idaho in the second half. Eight minutes to go. Wildcats with a 58 to 46 lead. All right, coming up next, we'll get you out to the kennel for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, brought to you by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. Also brought to you by Big O Tires. Your local Big O Tires has financing available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Now let's head back to the Built Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the McCarthy Athletic Center in Spokane, Washington. The kennel, home to the nation's number two ranked team. Presumptive number one right now, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, who tonight played for a 61st consecutive home win and a 23rd straight victory over WCC competition standing in the Zags' way. A BYU program that has stopped some notable Gonzaga streaks in the past. I'm Greg Rubel. With me at our customary pre-COVID courtside seats, the former BYU Ironman, my longtime commentary colleague, Mr. Mark Durant. And Mark, even though no other opponent has had more success than BYU in this building since it opened, it takes beating long odds to beat the Zags on their home floor. When you take on Gonzaga, you're almost always taking on a top five team. And tonight, BYU takes on a squad riding a current 60-game win streak on this floor. It's so impressive what Gonzaga's done, and they've done it for so long, Greg. I remember just going back the first time BYU played Gonzaga in the NCAA tournament. BYU had a really good team, and I watched Gonzaga play in the in the game before they played. There's no way we can beat these guys. Robert Sacre and the crew, and, and BYU did beat them and beat them good, but that was uh, one of the rarities. I mean, BYU's probably won, what, 25% of the time against Gonzaga, which is amazing considering what they do to other people. Haven't lost, like, what, 22 straight conference games, too, which is unbelievable. So this is a real challenge, but BYU's met the challenge before. You talk about streaks. BYU's broken the streaks before. This team believes they can do it. This coach believes they can do it. We'll see. We'll see how they can play today, but this is a, always a really fun and exciting game. All right, he is Mark Durant. The other Mark is Mark Pope. We'll hear from the coach coming up next as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the McCarthy Athletic Center in Spokane, Washington on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Your 
tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Grubel. Coming to you live from courtside inside the McCarthy Athletic Center in Spokane for the 29th all-time meeting between BYU and Gonzaga. Zags have won 21 of the previous 28 get-togethers here in this building. The Zags have won 7 of 10 against BYU, but BYU's three wins are one more than the rest of the WCC teams have combined since BYU joined this league in 2011. Time now for our pregame interview with BYU head coach Mark Poe, presented by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. And tonight, Coach Pope explains what makes Gonzaga not just an excellent team, but a blue blood in the world of college hoops. It's interesting because, you know, when we prepare for same areas, which we do two or three t- times every year, the whole conversation is, that, is about how physical they are and how tough they are and how... Um, how it just is going to be an ugly physical scrum of a battle and um, the truth is is that Gonzaga is even more physical I mean they just dominate guys on the glass They're, they actually have brought the first hit second hit vernacular into our program um, it's just they do everything so much faster and um, and so sometimes that gets Sometimes you you almost overlook that or bypass that by the the heart of this game. This is going to be an incredibly physical game. We have got to find a way to to, uh, guard the two-point line. That's super important for us to even gain entrance into this game. And that shows itself in transition. It shows itself on the glass. It shows itself on penetration. It definitely shows itself in the post with, with Timmy going to work. The Pepperdine game's not even two minutes old, and they've already gotten five buckets right at the rim. If all five baskets were in the restricted area, um, they were a result of transition. They were post, post moves, a result of offensive rebounds, and a result of cuts, some great cuts that they made. Gonzaga is the presumptive number one team in the country right now, again. Yeah. And um, and they're, they're that for a reason. Um, you know, it, it seems ludicrous to emphasize trying to protect the paint and protect the rim and protect the two-point line against a team that's shooting 36% from the three-point line as, as a, you know, their, their top shooter shooting 44% from the three-point line and they're, you know, they're starting four or five is a, certainly a capable 36, 37% three-point shooter. But, but really to gain interest into this game, to actually even have the right to compete at all, you have to guard in transition and you have to rebound this ball, and you've got to find some way to slow them down from two points. It's flush with challenges. That's what happens when you play the best team in America. The way you won, I'll go back to the same areas again, the way you won that game, there are some ingredients in that that can still pay off for you tonight, don't you think? So it's interesting because, um, you know, while we have to be super conscious this whole game about guarding transition, we got to find a way to be aggressive in transition also. we got to find a way to get the ball to touch the baseline in transition. That's been a recipe for us as we kind of grow into who we're trying to become. It's been really important. Uh, we got to get shots on every possession, which we've been a mixed bag this year in terms of turnovers and protecting the ball. we got to find a way to get shots on every possession. Super important. Um, and then we got to bring all the grit and physicality and determination that we, that we that this team has proven they do every night. We, we've proven that we do that every night. i got a lot of faith in our guys that they do that. I expect the same thing tonight. Your last year on the BYU staff as an assistant was BYU's first ever win in this building. These can be special nights. Anytime you get to play the best team in the country, it's 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 special. And um, the fact that we get them in our league and that we, you know, we have a rivalry with this team, and and, uh, and the fact that we get to come into this gym every year um, is a gift. It's what you want as a player. You want to 
go play the toughest team in the toughest venue you can. And for us right now, this is the Stags up here. And so um, our guys are ready. You know, uh, you think about, you compare this to the St. Mary's game too. The St. Mary's game is always full of frustration. Um, it's full of frustration because they won't let you do anything and nothing works. It's so nasty and ugly. And this game... Um, what these Zags do is they put doubt into your mind. They get you down 10-2 or 16-4, and then you have to fight the doubt, and you have to keep your belief and your aggression. Um, and so that, that's, you know, it's, it's similar but different in this sense. And uh, it is, um, it's, it, right now, you know, winning in this gym right now on this day is the biggest challenge in college basketball. All right, Coach Pope, thank you for the preview. Good as always. Have a great one, and we'll talk to you postgame. Thanks, Greg. And that is Mark Pope. Time now for tonight's Keys to the Game, brought to you by Ford, built Ford Proud. Mark Durant has keys to tonight's contest. Yeah, a couple things Mark Pope mentioned. Zaga uh, likes to get out in the early offense transition, so you need to make them play half-court offense. I think BYU can do that. They'll be in good shape. And then Gonzaga is one of the most efficient, highest-percentage shooting teams in the country. So you need, you're not going to be able to match that offensively. So you need multiple opportunities, whether that comes in creating your own turnovers or getting offensive rebounds. If BYU is positive in the turnovers against Gonzaga and positive in offensive rebounds against Gonzaga, they'll have a chance in this game. Heading to break, we're telling you that Smith's has all your fresh game day grilling favorites. When you shop today, you can get free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Just order from the app or at Kroger.com and make your game day great. Smith's fresh for everyone. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now let's head live to the Built Bar courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good Thursday evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome back to Spokane. Tonight's late-night WCC showdown between number two, Gonzaga, and BYU. The Zags 12-2 on the year. Cougs 14-3. It's not often that BYU comes in with more wins on the year than Gonzaga. BYU has won four straight coming into this one. Gonzaga's won five in a row. In this series, Gonzaga has won three straight and nine of the last ten. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant with you from courtside. Jason Shepard is our studio host. Our control board operators are Tanner Graff and Andrew Hare. Terry South is our coordinating producer. Our BYU Radio engineers, Sean Fay and Barry Squires. Broadcast intern is Alex Dotson at BYU Radio. Great to have you with us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, led by our satellite flagship, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. And our over-the-air flagship, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are also on the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, the BYU Game Day app, the KSL apps, plus online streams at places like BYURadio.org and BYUCougars.com along with KSL.com. Well, Mark, the last time BYU and Gonzaga met, it was in the WCC tournament title game 10 months ago. The Zags were starting Jalen Suggs and Joel Ayayi and Corey Kispert all those guys are gone. But all the Zags did 
was at a high-level Big 12 transfer, elevate a sophomore off the bench, and add the nation's number one recruit, along with Utah's player of the year and the first five-star in the state of Nebraska's history. And there's been almost no drop-off from last year's juggernaut. If any, it's been minimal. It's just more of the same from Mark View. I mean, it's it's so impressive and really the model, Greg, for any non-P5 team anywhere. And that's what everybody tries to do. And what Gonzaga's done, they have a culture of winning. And then they've brought in guys from Europe. I think that's a, a, you know, done a nice job over the years with that. And then they brought in some good transfers. And now they get the, the, the pick of the litter of the transfers, right? Because transfers know if I go to Gonzaga, I can play and then I can go to the, the, the NBA. They've had six lottery picks in the last six years. They'll have seven after this year. So transfers believe this is the landing spot for them. I can succeed. I can go to the big leagues uh, if I come here. And then... When you're winning games, you're going to the Final Fours, Sweet 16s, which they do every year now. Then you get the top recruits in the country. So you get everything. And for a Gonzaga to do this, a small school in Spokane, Washington, that's not affiliated with the big, uh, the Power Fives conferences, it's just amazing. And I respect it. I still want to beat the heck out of these guys. But it's an amazing model for every other team uh, out there that doesn't have maybe some of the resources that the Power Five conferences do. Well put, Mark. Mouth-watering Hawaiian-style food is minutes away from the Marriott Center fans. Fresh off the grill, chicken, teriyaki steak, and sizzling shrimp at Coconut Island Grill. Who has the island flavors your mouth has been waiting for? Text the word ALOHA to 61090 for a 15% discount on your next visit. Again, the word is ALOHA to 61090. Coming up after this break, we'll hear from Gonzaga assistant coach Brian Michelson as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from Spokane on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's head back live courtside and join Greg Rubel. This is indeed the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from the McCarthy Athletic Center in Spokane, Washington, the Inland Empire, where tonight the Gonzaga Bulldogs play for a 23rd straight win over WCC competition and a 61st consecutive home win. Win number 60 came Saturday night versus Pepperdine. 117-83 was the final score in that one. The last league game the Zags lost was in Provo almost two calendar years ago before COVID came along and changed the world, including the sports world. A short time ago, I spoke with Gonzaga assistant coach Brian Michelson about to coming off a lengthy COVID break this time around to get that win over the Waves, their conference opening win over the Waves. It was nice, you know, another pause. I think coming into the year, we thought we were past that stuff. I think last year was actually a little easier because it was almost expected. And I think this year these have come a little bit unexpected. But it was good to get back out there, and I thought, uh, you know, played pretty well considering it had been 10 or 11 days. BYU and St. Mary's played a game that didn't get to 100, and you guys played a game that got to 200. Yeah, it was a little bit different pace of play. Pepperdine came in here and uh, flew up and down the floor with us. And, you know, I think with the way that St. Mary's and BYU have been playing this year, I mean, two top 15 defenses. Uh, I think kind of in hindsight, it was uh, probably should have been expected, maybe even if it's not traditionally what those two schools have played like. With the additions to the roster, how well do you think this team has come together and gelled uh, 14, 15 games in? 
I think it's been good. You know, I don't think maybe as far along as last year and really just two guys that played a ton and then Anton kind of is that third guy. So there was a lot of new pieces. And, you know, I think roster continuity is really, really important in college basketball. But uh, overall, I'm, I'm pretty happy with how it's come together and hopefully there's a few more steps left. How about Andrew and the kind of mantle that's come upon him that's uh, what you've asked from him and how he's responded? Oh, he's been fantastic. He's We thought he was, you know, one of the best point guards in college basketball this year or last year, excuse me, and this year we, we thought the same coming into the year and he's really delivered you know he can score when needed you look at the texas tech and ucla games uh, but just the way he controls games the way he gets everybody involved the way he controls all tempo he's he's special he's up there with any of the good ones we've had here your uh, read on byu really good you know coming into the year i thought they were going to be very strong uh and then to lose both bigs uh baxter and harward who were so experienced um you know i think maybe there was a chance to question a little bit and they have not missed a beat at all so really the the group i thought just with different pieces which is pretty cool and then speaks to the job that coach pope and his staff have done again the roster continuity i think is so important and you have that with barcelo nell johnson and lorner you know those guys played so much last year um but once you lost the two bigs it went down to four instead of six and uh, those guys have just picked it up what lucas brings um you know what seneca knight brings gideon george was played quite a bit last year so i guess he would go in that returner category and then to have the two freshman bigs you know especially trior uh playing so well i think is really added to this team finally brian uh, a four-bit wcc a realistic possibility right now very realistic you know um and especially when you look at some of the the analytics you know um three top 20 defenses that's certainly never happened again i alluded to it earlier but i think especially st mary's and byu maybe playing differently than people would have thought of five or six years ago i think five or six years ago you would have thought of those teams as elite elite offenses uh, and especially with the pace byu played at and now they're you know as good as defenses there are in college basketball and obviously san francisco is off to a great start uh, i know you guys go there saturday that's obviously a huge one um but but they have what we talked about the roster continuity and the the age and experience which i think is necessary and they've added some big bodies so I think they have a little more inside-out combo this year. So I think it's a uh, you know it's early it's it's early January, but right now it's very very possible. Coach Michelson, thank you as always for the time. We'll see you back in Provo. Thanks, guys. All right, that is Gonzaga assistant coach Brian Michelson, Mark Fuse, right-hand man. The Cougar Tip-Off Show continues live from Spokane right after this break on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. We've got BYU and Gonzaga coming up in this late-night tip. The uh, tip a little later, actually. They slid it five minutes to ten past the hour, so we're a few minutes away still. We're live at the McCarthy Athletic Center, the Kennel. This building opened in the November of 2004, so it's a nearly, a 20, nearly an 18-year-old venue. And in those 18 years, Gonzaga's lost all of 15 home games. The home record here in this building, 245 wins and 15 losses. That's uh, 230 games above 500, all right? Uh, No opponent has won more games in this venue than BYU. But still a tall task tonight, certainly. The league does BYU no favors, sending the Cougs to San Francisco on Saturday after having the Cougs face St. Mary's this past weekend. But what an opportunity, Mark, for Mark Pope's team. Even a split this week would go a long way to locking down a spot in the field of 68. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I if I take off my BYU fandom, I, I look at it realistically. I mean, that's what you want is to get the game <clears throat> Saturday night, and that would keep you ahead of 
you get a road win against one of your main rivals, San Francisco, and you, you already have a win against St. Mary's, and you're looking at the NCAA tournament, you want to be that second or third team. You don't want to be the fourth team because I don't think <clears throat> as good as the conference looks, I don't think they're going to get four bids. It's just not going to happen in my view. So uh, looking at it from that perspective, you want to perform well, you want to play well here, but you're probably not going to win, but you got to get that game on the hill Saturday, and I think BYU uh, is very capable of that, but I tell you what, and I put my BYU fan glasses back on again. You get it to here tonight, that would be just enormous, and you can write your ticket to the tournament. Yeah, we've called BYU wins in this building. We know how possible it is, and those were you know ranked teams, teams on win streaks. It's been done before, and it takes a special effort, but we've seen that happen courtesy of BYU in the past on this floor. Not to look yeah. too far ahead, but regardless of the outcome tonight, BYU does go to a building on the weekend in which they've had excellent success. 8-2 and two is BYU's record on the hilltop since they joined the WCC. Yeah, BYU's remarkably done, done remarkably well, but uh, they, they've got a great young coach there that you and I both really like. They've got a great ba- backcourt uh, on that team and very solid team that, that believes they're going to the tournament, and they know it's a big game for them. So that's going to be a real tough uh, matchup against San Francisco. And uh, that, that, that's going to be another, I mean, this week is as tough as it gets uh, for BYU this season. It is the gauntlet. St. Mary's, Gonzaga, and San Francisco back to back to back. And we're in the middle of it, literally, tonight. BYU men's basketball dunking on cancer through generous donations. Each BYU dunk during WCC play will raise money for BYU's Simmons Center for Cancer Research. For more information on the Cougs' fight against cancer, go to sccr at chem.byu.edu. Final thoughts before tip-off in our national anthem. Coming up next, this is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show live from Spokane, Washington on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. We are coming to you live from the McCarthy Athletic Center, the kennel here in Spokane, Washington. The colors are being posted, and Cammie Bradle will have tonight's national anthem, after which we'll have another final thought or two for you before tip-off ahead of number two, Gonzaga and BYU. 29th all-time meeting, 11th between these two schools here in this building of the previous 10. BYU has won three, Gonzaga seven. And those three wins, again, loom large in the West Coast Conference. Colors being posted. You will next hear the singing voice of Cammie Bradle. And now we're going to sing for our national Please welcome the Cammie Brown.
tip-off of BYU and Gonzaga next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.